The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here. G Miggs. I wonder how I sound. Well, a lot better uh, than you. Uh, as we continue to play with equipment. We'll just move ahead. We know we're on the air at the very least, right? Or did it? It did it again. It knocked us down, didn't it? Try it now. How's that? Nope. That's worse. You know, it's impossible for Brett Ridge to work on this I, radio show. There you go. Well, no, it's the same thing. No, we're that's way mic. better. Is it? Well, I'm not getting you, and I'm not getting me. That's because you got to listen. Okay, here. there you go. Anyway, uh, and we're discombobulated, obviously, by the uh, by the sad news this afternoon, uh, uh, the passing of our friend uh, Wolfgang. Horrible news. I can't. <clears throat> you you, uh, you called me, and I was like, "Look, I I have no reaction to that. I don't, I don't know what you know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know what to say." Of course, we don't even really know exactly what happened, but he's, he's he passed away this afternoon or t- this earlier today. And um, uh, honestly, we're, uh, we want to you know throw our prayers and thoughts uh, to everybody in their family, but also all the friends uh, around the around the country uh, that he'd made, uh, particularly Hawkeye fans. Uh, he was a passionate guy. He was a, he was fun, a fun guy, guy, a great dude. He yeah. loved our show. He helped us. Yes, absolutely. And he 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 always asked good questions of us when we were sitting here included us in things and uh and it was just uh we, it was it was sort of uh, a, a short-lived friendship but we we, we uh, certainly enjoyed him i will say this i believe that there's one more guy barking in god's ear right now to see if he can't help the hawks well that's a, right that, he's he's probably saying hey come on god give me one now come on at least one at least one just I need a little one. help friday morning that's right central time <clears throat> is it always morning in heaven I don't know. That's I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yes, 11.15 a.m. on uh, Friday. Iowa will take on uh, Cincinnati in the first round of the NCAA basketball tournament. Hey, we get to say that again for the first time in three years, which is awfully fun. Uh, you know, a range of emotions as you watch the, uh, the, the selection show the other day as we saw the names come up. First of all, we're sitting there, and we saw Cincinnati, and, and our, our boy TC says, oh, don't be, don't be, and there we were. And yet, at the same time, I think the more I've read about this, this is number one. There, it's always going to be a good team at this point, right? Well, of you're, course, you're running into a good team. So. I mean, we don't get Farley Dickinson or Prairie right, View, right? We're going to run into a good team. And number two, I, I'm not so sure. This is not the same Cincinnati team you remember of Bob Huggins that ran up and down the court and had brawlers that, that were that could fly all over the place. This is a defensive team with a couple of very good offensive players, but a defensive team, and they slow the pace. Very much. They're they're amongst the slowest teams in the country when it comes to pace, Um, and they give teams an opportunity to shoot the three, and if I was able to shoot the three and actually make some, they'll have a tremendous chance of of winning on Friday. It also seems uh, that they're going to want to have to re- they're going to rebound a little bit because that's uh, one of the strengths of this team as well for Cincinnati. I'll look it up here in a little bit, but uh, very very good rebounding team. So, Iowa's going to have to have a number of things go their way, but this is not a situation where they can't get it done. And um, it, the good part about that is I also don't think it's a situation where you can't beat Tennessee. Uh, of all the, the two seeds we were looking at, that's the one we were kind of rooting for. Yeah, well, clearly, and they were going to put them in a, in a bracket with uh, 
uh, Michigan or Michigan State. However, as I say that, Minnesota sits there. On Are they on the same line? <clears throat> as Iowa? They are. Yes. They're at 10. Yes. Same line as Iowa, and if they win and Michigan State wins, that's who they get. That's who they get. Um, now, remember how we had said that you would never have a two or one or a two playing against a virtual home team uh, in right. the second round. I guess they figured Minnesota was far enough away that that's not a home team. But Cincinnati is actually closer to Columbus, Ohio, than Iowa City is to Des Moines. So as a seven, Cincinnati is going to be pl- playing within within 100 miles of their campus uh, against Tennessee. Who's so what you're saying five is, is, that, hour trip, trip. is that if Iowa had been a seven... And they could have been in Des Moines. Uh, it, I, theor, uh, theoretically, by this, I, I thought it was impossible. I thought you would never do that, right? But, yeah, they could have been if they had just hung on long enough to be that seven. Now, would you have rather had Michigan State in the second round? No. Probably, probably not. No. No. No, I, I think we already, we already know what happens when Iowa plays Michigan State. Right. Bad, bad things happen. But Bad what we don't know Bad things, is is how Iowa will match up with Cincinnati, and we certainly don't know if they were happen to win, how they would likely match up with Tennessee, and and Tennessee's a very good basketball team. We watched them, or I watched. Did you get there in time? I don't know if you did uh, to come back against uh, Kentucky on Saturday to win the semifinal game. I think they were down seven with about two minutes to go. And started hitting shots, started uh, playing some defense, getting some fouls and all that sort of stuff. And they came back and and beat Kentucky to go to the finals. And then I forgot that that game was going a little earlier than I had anticipated because I loved Auburn on Sunday uh, because of the amount of energy that Tennessee had used up that day. Right, right. But, you know, regardless of that, uh, I mean, Tennessee's top, their top ten team. They have been all season. Uh, Rick Martin's done a great job down there. But uh, first things first, you know, we need a Woodbury Tippin or something <laughs> to, on, to on, get past Cincinnati on Friday right? to, yeah. get, to get by Cincinnati on Friday. So the Hawks have their hands full, but the good news is we're not watching them tonight uh, play who's Indiana playing St. Francis of Assisi from <clears throat> right. Pennsylvania. They are currently on ESPN with the with the three point line moved back. By the way, which and is an the, interesting the thing. lane widened. Lane widened, and they reset team fouls at ten. They're doing all kinds. Well, of they weird. had done that previously in the yeah. NIT. the The longer three point line is an interesting thing. It's it, they move it back a foot, only out. I think it's mostly out out top. It, more, far more international slash NBA kind of rules here this year in the NIT. Might be something you see down the road uh, in the regular tournament as well. Uh, so real quick to recap, Iowa did win a basketball game this weekend. Which we called. As was called here on the Hawkeye Huddle last week. They beat Illinois 83-62. Uh, struggled a little bit right in the middle of the first half, but other than that, just pretty much were running up and down the floor and t- doing what they wanted to do. They looked like the team that beat that we, Illinois the first time, like that, right? And and frankly, that was on a roll when they played Michigan, right? They looked like that team, and then uh, came out on uh, Friday night and ran into a buzzsaw. Uh, a, a Michigan team uh, that well, they beat them seventy-four to fifty-three, but. Um, a Michigan team that was not going to lose to anybody other than Michigan State this weekend, I don't believe. And, and even at that, boy, they had a lead. You know, Michigan State did a great job to come back. But uh, Michigan, very, very good team. 
One thing I, I saw again the other night out of Michigan that it, it was it, in clear um, contrast to Illinois that Michigan plays incredible defense and they don't foul. Right? There's they no play com- defense with their feet, yeah. with their chest. Uh, they have a way to, well, they know where you're going. Because uh, John B. Lennon and his staff does a great job. I have a, I have a theory. I mentioned this to uh, our friend Dave Kozlowski the other day, a huge Michigan fan, being as he's from the, the uh, hand state. Actually, I think it's, it's called the hand Grit. state. Okay. No, I live here. Oh, okay. I got you. That was really good for radio. But <clears throat> anyway, um, I my my theory is that John Beeline is one of the uh, most underappreciated or underrated coaches in college basketball. When you hear guys like Dickie V and the loudmouths, Jay Billis, I don't consider him a loudmouth, but the talking heads on national television, rarely does Beeline's name come up uh, when they're talking about the best college basketball coaches. It's always K, Coach K. You know, Jim Beheim gets thrown in there, Roy Williams, you know, uh, all, all the usual suspects. John Calipari, Bill Self. Izzo. Tom Izzo, right. But Beeline's never been, he's never really mentioned uh, as part of Which that. Which is crazy because he's taken Michigan on runs not only through the Big Ten tournament. They were the final third, game last right, year. The, uh, they were in the final game last year, and I believe it was just four years ago. They were in the final game four years ago. I too. think, yeah, I think he's, he's had them there twice, right? Uh, you know, with with uh, teams, and that, that team last year came from I think the seventh seed of the Big Ten. Uh, it was not. I mean, they because they, Iowa had played them in the quarterfinal round. Played them in the first game, the whatever, first game. whatever that have been, right? So maybe they, yeah. But they did. Well, I think they, they won four games yeah, in four days. They won four games in four days, as they did the year before that, to uh, to move into the tournament. So, uh, yeah, I I think you're right. I think he's vastly underrated, and I think it's a number of different things that you can see that's a, a different way that his basketball teams play, and it makes it hard to get mad at him when they're when there's not a lot of fouls that you know that you you can't get mad about bad calls when there aren't any calls. You right? know what, you know what Michigan has and this is and this is something that um, many of the really good teams in the NCAA tournament have. When things aren't going right, they have a guy in their point guard Xavier Simpson who can literally take over the game. He he can make good de- he makes good decisions uh, if they ever get out on the break. He can go to the basket and shoot his little sky hook. He can uh, go to the basket and dish it and find guys open for dunks. And it, as you watch this tournament and get your brackets out and start looking around, watch the teams that have those kinds of point guards out there because that is really the teams that will end up rising to the top. Cash is... Uh, uh, Winston, Winston yeah. from Michigan State, much the same way. So if anybody's going to Des Moines, you get a chance to see two extraordinarily good point guards and, uh, uh, you know, obviously two really good teams of both Michigan and Michigan State. Um, Poor Bradley. Good thing Drake didn't win. Yeah, I know. Well, they couldn't uh-huh. come here because they were the host. <clears throat> no, that's right. That's right. Um, They'd have been in the West playing Michigan. Iowa women yesterday found out their, their draw in By the, the way, tournament. By the way, did you hear that was leaked? Yeah, I saw it was. I, yeah, it, it like was on, at one thirty, two o'clock. Yeah, or something. Was ESPN accidentally started running it on ESPNU, and somebody had all the graphics ready to go, and it was just on the air. 
So some people picked that up. Didn't that early. happen in the NCAA tournament about three or four years ago? It was just two years ago where the whole thing was, uh, was released and leaked like an hour beforehand. The whole thing. I didn't think it was even that much. I thought it was like... So the show was going to be on at, what time did it come on the other day? 5, 5.30? Yeah, 5. It, it was like a half an hour. Yeah. And all of a sudden, somebody started posting brackets. Yeah. And and they're where'd like, you get those? Where'd how, they, you know, how and, did they do that? And yeah. after about four in a row that were right, you're like, that dude had him. Dude's got him. Yeah, well, uh, Iowa women uh, will play Friday against Mercer in Iowa City. Mercer on a 17-game winning streak at 25-7 and seven on the year. Of course, the Hawks are 26-6, and six, and Megan Gustafson was named the ESPN Player of the Year. So did they get her cool. name right when they put the, bra- the graphic they, up? They did. They did not have her sister up there, which is good. There's still uh, the Lisa Leslie Player of the Year still out there, and I think that's the AP one. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, in any case, if they win, they will go Sunday against either the aforementioned Drake Bulldogs or the Missouri Tigers. So um, Will your boy be here? He's not. They don't. Uh, they don't travel guys, uh, guy cheerleaders for women's basketball. Will, will Anthony be here? He may be here anyway, but uh, they don't travel him uh, uh, on that. He, they do, he does cheer a lot of women's basketball games down in Missouri, but usually when they're home. Even so. though it's NCAA? Uh, even though that's what I thought. I thought maybe they, you know. I also said, hey, hitch a ride. You can come home. We don't have to worry about you, you know. But they didn't want to do that either. That's a weird thing. But in any case, um, so you, you'll have some uh, interesting matchups. I guess I was reading earlier today. I didn't realize Missouri's coach uh, played for Lisa Bluter at St. Ambrose. And, of course, Jenny Brodchuk uh, also played for Lisa Bluter at Drake. Interesting. Yes. So she'll be running in. It's old home week there. She'll be running into uh, somebody uh, who she knows really, really well in that second round game. Assuming Iowa gets by Mercer, which you can feel pretty good about. But uh, well, still, you it know, should be noted seed. that the Hawkeye it, women were undefeated at home this year. Yes. And uh, they did beat, I think, if I'm not mistaken, three or four teams who got in the NCAA tournament who played at home this year. And uh, I won't say beat them all handily, but beat them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you, you ha- that has to bode well for the Hawkeye women. Should be noted the Cyclone women are uh, a three seed in Ames. Nice for them. Good for them. And the music means... That means our Cyclone friends of the Hawkeye Huddle can go watch them as well. Right. We'll be back in just a couple minutes here on the Hawkeye Huddle in 1700, The Champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700, The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you as we are each week. Well, sort of. Tuesdays. For the next couple of weeks. By sort of, I mean, we don't do this in the summer. That's true. And that's what we're, we're just uh, trying to figure out. So next week, maybe the last show, we'll probably have one after that. Potentially. Potentially have one after that. We don't if, know if Tom Caker will join us after that. I'm pretty sure he's doing lots of other things. Tom, welcome aboard again for your 900th appearance on the Hawkeye Hill. How are you today? I know you're short-timed. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing great. Hey, first off, I want to express my condolences to Wolfgang and everybody at 1700 and Wolfgang's family and everybody uh, associated with this show. Uh, it's really tragic news. It really is a total shocker to all of us, and I don't think any of us have a grasp of what really what's going on around there, around that situation. And horrible news. Young man, full of life, and super sad. So. 
Anyway, I, as Brett said, maybe we got another advocate up in heaven trying to pull the Hawks through on Friday. Yeah, let's hope so. Well, Tom, uh, there it is. We sit. Uh, we the Iowa Hawkeyes get into the NCAA tournament. First time in three years that they're in, and they've got Cincinnati, and I've seen a pretty good write-up on your site at HawkeyeReport.com. A number of comments but uh, from, from uh, different posters as well diving into this. This is an interesting matchup for Iowa in terms of, uh, in, in a lot of different ways, Tom. The, the first one being this team slows it down, and that could either go really, really well for Iowa or it could be really, really tough on Iowa. Yeah, it's... Um just on the surface, just because Cincinnati, reputation-wise at least, always a more physical team, and Iowa hasn't really fared that well against teams that are pretty physical with them, uh, that have some size. Uh, you know, like Illinois is physical, but Illinois doesn't have the size to compete with Iowa. Um, but other teams that, that are, they're just traditionally a tough physical team. Now, on the positive side for Iowa, they, Cincinnati doesn't have a ton of scoring options. It's really, you know, Cumberland is the main guy, and then that's, you know, beyond that, it's it's not a lot of uh, consistent options. And they're, they're playing a lot of zone this year, um, you know, unlike a lot of Cincinnati teams. So what they're going to do is open up for threes. I mean, they've given up 35%. Um, you know, until this past weekend when they had a pretty good weekend darting the three, they were in the two fifties in the country, uh, defending the three point shot. So, um, I, I think there's an opportunity for Iowa in this game, uh, but they're going to have to shoot it well and handle that physicality. Yeah. Cincinnati also uh, a terrific offensive rebounding team, sixth in the country, but they give up uh, a ton of offensive rebounds on the other side of things. I guess it speaks to a team that probably gets back on defense pretty quickly ra- rather than trying to go. Um, but well, I guess it doesn't. Either way, that's an odd thing. Iowa should be able to get some offensive boards. Turnovers may end up the, uh, being the deal here. Uh, Cincinnati does not turn the ball over, Tom. And, and, of course, Iowa has had streaks where they've done very, very well. And then they've had some streaks where things, uh, well, the ball just sort of sneaks out of their hands here and there. But, um, nonetheless, you know, Iowa got a, uh, got a victory on uh, uh, Thursday night of last week. Righted the ship a little bit. Didn't play well, obviously, against Michigan. Ran into a bit of a buzzsaw. But, uh Nice to be back in the tournament, and, uh, you know, I, I, I would suppose, you know, you forget about it, but uh, I think Tyler Cook said it the other night. You know, we've been working for this specific thing since April. This was this was a big goal for them, and they did they did accomplish it. Yeah. Um, it's like I've been saying, because I, I know there's this divide in the fan base right now that, oh, they just limped in or whatever, and if you would uh, most of the people who are, you know, what I would call critics right now uh, of Fran, and, and, you know, rightfully you can, you can be critical, but if you would have told most of those people that they, they would have made the NCAA tournament and won 22 games this season back in November, I think most of those people would have said, boy, that's probably a successful season. I don't, you know, they would have probably said, I don't see it, but um, there it is. It's happened. Can't change it. It it hasn't always looked pretty, but they're there, and that's kind of you know. Now we'll see if they can get a win. You know, maybe two. If they get two wins this weekend, then the narrative for this season changes again. I think. 
Well, you, you know, um, I had them at 19 and 15. 18, 14, and 19 and 15, I think, is what I had uh, after the Big Ten tournament. And then you had those three sort of miracle comebacks. And so, but those, are, those, those, those games are the ones, you know, that in the past they've lost. And those were the ones yep. they were able to pick up this year. And, and when you do get those 50-50 games to go more your way than they go against you, suddenly you're a tournament team. And, and it also speaks to the fact that they should have that in them uh, when, the, when the game gets tight uh, this week against either, uh, obviously, Cincinnati or Tennessee. Yeah, they should have that toughness. Uh, they've been through it. Um, I had them at, before the season at 20-11 and 11 and thought they'd be you know, kind of a bubbleish team uh, this year. And it's kind of where they ended up. I mean, they were above the bubble, um, you know, a little bit. So, um, you know, I think uh, overall a good season. And I think, you know, they've they've got a good chance, a better chance than I think a lot of people give them credit for uh, going into this game. So, Tom, we were just talking about Connor McCaffrey playing baseball on Sunday and again today. Is there a chance he doesn't play basketball next year? I don't think so. I, I think he's going to play just because, unless maybe he got drafted, something like that. Um, then I think, uh, you know, there's a chance maybe that he dives out. Uh, but otherwise, I think um, there's probably uh, no chance just because I think, you know, he wants to play with his brother for at least a year. Well, that makes sense. Hawks currently leading uh, Simpson right now, five to two in the top of the eighth. By the way, so Tom, we know City. you. We know you're short on time. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts about this weekend? Uh, as far as the Friday game, yes. Or yeah, well, yeah, Friday, think, Friday, um, Friday first because su- Sunday games. Sunday doesn't matter <laughs> if they don't win. Yeah, on Friday. Friday. I, you know, I, I'm I'm picking Cincinnati. Um, okay. That's going to be kind of my official pick that I'll put up just because I I, I think being in Columbus helps them. I, I just, you know, I, I'm just, I, I'm going to have to see Iowa play good against a good team to uh, to be convinced that they're ready to go. You know, beating Illinois or coming close against a uh, pretty average Nebraska team that was motivated is probably not going to sway me a whole lot. But, um, but Iowa's got to, you know, if they go out and, sh- and hit 10 plus threes and, um, you know, are able to get some things going, I-, I think they've got a real good shot at winning. But it's just going to come down to them guarding and-, and being able to knock down some shots. All right, Tom. Hey, we appreciate you checking in. We know you got to run. Uh, we'll catch you yeah. next week for at least one more show for the year. Appreciate it. Sounds great, guys. And, again, uh, prayers to Wolfgang and all and his family and everybody associated with the show. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you, Tom. Absolutely. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com and uh, joins us each week, or at least as many he's tried this year. As, as often bit, as yeah. we were able to figure out how to get we, him on. We, right. We had some issues earlier in the year, but we've uh, we've got it straightened out here just as we hit the home stretch, right? Yeah, perfect. Not too bad. He, he makes a great point, though. This could be the game where Iowa needs that three-point shot, uh, and they're going to get it, right? It's, it, if it's dropping, it's, it's going to be fine. It's not like the Hawks can't make three-pointers. Well, so uh, when you watched the end of the uh, Illinois game the other night and the, and the Big Ten coverage, they were doing an excellent job of pointing out how Iowa was getting, <clears throat> not just getting shots off, but but they were drawing defenders away. And so they were getting squared up, standstill three-pointers against Illinois. And if 
Cincinnati backs their zone off enough, that's what you're going to get there too. So See, I, Iowa squares up. They, they've got guys that can make it. I think. I mean, I can talk about it now. I think that there's two guys that are huge keys in this basketball game, Joe Wieskamp and Isaiah Moss. I think if both those guys are going to have an opportunity to have open looks and – if they can knock them down, that would bring the zone out, which then, of course, opens it up for Cook and Garza inside. And and our boy, Kreener, um, who, by the way, Wolfgang loved. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think that gives them, you know, obviously the best chance to win. But if they go 0 for 12 or 0 for 14 like they did against Michigan, they're going to beat by 18 points. And, I mean, it's it's almost as simple as that. You know, think about it. I always shoot, say, thirty-five uh, percent that in that game against Michigan. You got a five-point basketball game in theory. Just adding on empty possessions where you you, you took the three-pointer and didn't get the rebound. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it really it makes that much difference. I mean, they were one for sixteen. And you're right. One. How, how they did we win, make how one? they make one? How they even make one? No, you're right. Um, it, it, it's the same thing that we talked about last year with the defensive possessions. You didn't have to get that much better this year to gain eight points, right? No, what you those say eight is points, four or five possessions where you, you, right. got, you got stops, the other team missed shots, whatever you want to call it, and then Iowa was obviously was able to score. And that, that's a 20-point difference in a basketball game. It, you get 10, they don't get 10, that's 20 points. That makes a huge difference between probably winning seven, eight games this year. And that's why they're in the tournament. There you go. Do you remember, I, what did you have them at? I don't recall. I, I had them in the MIT I, at I, 19 I and certainly did not have them going undefeated in non-conference play, which I actually think bodes well. They have a loss to a team outside the Big Ten. That's true. All season. Turned out Oregon had a little bit, little bit under their sleeve. Yeah, or, their Oregon, sleeve. Syracuse, all these teams you're bemoaning last week about who was oh, in that tournament. Get, yeah, yeah, we didn't get the. You know, obviously uh, Oregon has a guy back who didn't play back then, uh, but that's basketball. You know, Iowa State. Uh, you know, they didn't have two guys. These things happen. Don't do drugs. Don't get in trouble. Go to class, Cameron Lard. I mean, whatever. Whatever it may be that kept you out of good graces for the first seven, eight, ten games, whatever it was for Iowa State. The guy that, and I will go back and you look at that Iowa State game, the guy that Iowa missed the rest of the year was Cordell Pemsel. Clearly. That, that, he played that, one he, game this year. He played one game and he played, he was a monster. He was in a there badass. He was. It was impossible. That he, was, he was all over the place, ton of energy. And uh, and he and he got it done, and that's it's not that Ryan Creener can't do some things. Well, he's just but not it's that a, guy. It's a different type of player. I right? mean, Ryan Creener looking bad on the sidelines with his scowl face, compared to Cordell Bemsel, Bemsel actually being scowling on the basketball yeah. court yeah. And, and somewhat intimidating and and causing havoc is a way different deal. Yeah, way different deal. Way different deal. Well, they'll have Cordell next year. And we'll see who else they've got. We can probably wax a little bit uh, theoretical on that. Uh, poetically? P- poetically, if we want to. Uh, <clears throat> but Because uh, you never know where, where t- uh, Tyler Cook's head's at right now. But um, certainly the one we, we know, my, we know you're, losing, uh, you're losing Bear, Nicholas Bear. Other than that, you never know what you're, lo- what you're losing off this team. I, I just can't imagine what would happen if, if Cook, Moss, and Macy Daly all come back. And Connor, where are you going to where are you going to find minutes? I know, I, I don't know. I mean, all of a sudden you've got a complete. I 
I think underwhelming it, deep team of mediocre people. Don't you think he helps uh, Macy Daly find a, a good situation somewhere else? Kind of like don't I don't know. Brady, Brady where's where's he did. from? Out east. Yeah. I don't know. St. Francis of Assisi from Pennsylvania looks like they could use him. Well, I mean, send him over to Drake. Farley Dixon. It, uh, he's, it, he could play, you know, he, he needs more playing time. Is he just gra- like Ellingson. Did he, he redshirt? He did. Yeah, he's got another year. Well, right, but he, uh, what I'm oh, saying is you no, got to be a graduate. Redsh- he didn't redshirt. He's played He's played straight through. He, he didn't redshirt. I don't believe uh, Moss he did. Have to look at that. No, I'm pretty. I'm did, pretty did sure he? Moss did. I don't think Daly did. I thought Daly did. <clears throat> we'll have to take a look at that. So you're saying that he wouldn't be eligible right away? No. Yeah. But, if, but if he's a graduate guy, then he's going to have. Then options. I, I could see yeah. him considering what other whatever options there might be for him. Because if because if if he's on the court next year, and Patrick's mean, on the on the bench, or. Or, for that matter, Joe Toussaint's on the bench, or, or right. you know, any any number of these guys. I mean, there's two guys know. coming in that I think that everybody, I, everyone who likes loves Iowa basketball, has to be looking at minutes. Going, these two guys are going to get some of these minutes. They better be getting it. Absolutely. Right. All right, we'll be back. Wrap things up on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700. The champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back here at G Miggs. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. G Miggs and West Des Moines here with Live and in Living Color. Yes, we appreciated uh, them hosting us here for the better part of uh, the winter, at least, if not into what we were here in November. We started football season. Yeah, we were in the football season. Enjoyable time here as we uh, start to wrap up the uh, year. A couple more shows left. But uh, G Miggs and, of course, across the street, uh, our friends at... Uh, it's over a block. Oh. It's on 4th. Langlewood's Clothiers. Langlewood's Clothiers. Uh, jumped on board here not too long ago. Appreciate them supporting the Hawkeye Huddle. Kozlowski Law. Koz was in the house the other day for, uh, for our uh, your... Terrific corned beef and cabbage. Uh, absolutely a tradition well unlike or yeah. like, like any, many others. Unlike any other. I don't know. Like many others. And uh, that was kind of that was kind of fun. And, of course, Temple and Rye. We'll get to our Temple and Rye last call here in just a little bit. We've got about ten more minutes of showtime left, so we'll see how that goes, right? Give or take. <clears throat> Give or take. Uh, Hawkeye baseball team this weekend took two of three from Cal State Northridge. Uh, dropped the opener five, eight to five. Came back and won a uh, walk-off, 5-4, down 4-3 in the ninth. They got a, a double to uh, win it. And then won easily in the second uh, nightcap, 3-1. Grant Junkins, the uh, the guy that can really mow him down, uh, was able to uh, get the last, uh, uh, well. He mowed him down. I think he, went, I think he went five innings in that game. Um, <clears throat> they got Simpson tonight. Chico State tomorrow night, Chicago State. And uh, right now leading Simpson 5-2 in the eight. State, Yeah, I think it's Chicago State, not okay. Chico State, yes. I don't know. Um, and uh, and then the Big Tens. They start into the Big Tens, believe it or not. this They're at Indiana for three Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this weekend. Don't forget the uh, Hawkeye men in the National Wrestling Finals. I've got a quick update from my wrestling friend, Tom Rosso, who's currently in the house. Uh, DeSanto, possible finalist, uh, maybe seven All-Americans. Obviously, the Bull, Marinelli, and Spencer Lee have great shots at getting the finals. 
What would you be satisfied with if you're if you're if you're Tom Brands and you're sitting there, you're thinking, "What?" Tom Brands will not be satisfied with, well, with anything that happens this weekend. That's true. If he if he could somehow figure out a way to get three guys to the finals, two and two wins out of that, I think he would be at least satisfied for those guys and a team finish, uh, obviously in the top five. That'd be yeah. Penn State, Okie State, and uh, Ohio State. Ohio State. And if you can got to be the that, favorite yeah. three, yeah. Penn State's going to roll roll away with this. Yeah. They got three national champions. Easy. I mean, not easy. There's nothing easy in wrestling, but on paper, we'll see how our boy Mar- Mar- Marinelli uh, holds up after after upsetting that kid uh, last week. Well, well yeah, he, he, you know. he won't have to meet him. Until obviously, until the final. Yeah. So right, and and there'll be another uh, certainly probably another Lee versus. Uh, Oh, what's the kid from Northwestern? Another matchup know. with that kid, too. So Riviera be something. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Rivera. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be in Pittsburgh this weekend. I believe they get started on Friday and then the uh, national finals Saturday night. No, it'll be Sunday. No, I think it'll it's be Saturday Sunday. night. No, nah, because they've listed it as a three-day thing. Well, maybe uh, it's Sunday then. It seemed like they did Sunday afternoon last year, and they were on national on ESPN National. Uh, but I know they've been doing it. Maybe done they do it. Yeah. Boy. I think they did. I think they do the semifinals on Saturday night on ESPN National as well. So well, that seems logical. I don't know. Well, there'll be a lot of basketball going on at the same time. I understand. Be interesting. And speaking of that, so those of you who want to drive over to Iowa City to watch the Iowa women play, well, you're going to have to give up on watching the end of the Iowa men's game if you're going to do that. Why? Uh, they play at one. Well, Back not if the you're there early. Don't you think that Carver might put the game on the big screen? They will, all the way up until Iowa tips off. With, with, there'll be five, six minutes to go in the men's game when uh, the women tip off, and I'm pretty sure they're – now, maybe they will. Maybe they'll just leave it up there. You know, I possible. doubt it. Not on the big yeah, screen. I wouldn't think you would. So, but um, Lady arriving crowd for the Iowa women. Yeah. Coming in just a Although little bit the, late. Although, you know, the, it, it's not exactly true, but, like, the Drake men and Drake women have different fan bases. They're all Drake fans, but it, there are different people who actually go to those That's games. That's true. And I suspect the same is true for Iowa men and Iowa women. And if you're going to go to the women's game, you're going to be keeping track of the of the men's game, but you're not going to, if you miss the last few minutes, you're not, it isn't going to hurt you. There are going to be some, ca- <clears throat> I would be considered a uh, one of those Hawkeye women's fans, but much more on the men's side who was going to casually go to the Iowa women's game because... Are you saying you don't treat the men and women equally? I'm saying... I'm I'm, I'm, I'm saying exactly what you said. I'm absolutely telling you that uh, I don't. Title title 10, title 9. Absolutely. I'm entitled to my 9. You're entitled to your opinion on that. Um, Anyway, we'll see how they... they, uh, You should be. I pay for this radio show. That's true. (laughs) You're going to get paid for the radio show. We do. Maybe next week. Back to Cincinnati. (laughs) Cincinnati is... Home of some crappy chili that people get, think is really, really good. good. I've never figured that's pasty. I don't know. It's pasty. Is that serving so they, noodles? They are 48th at getting the, to the line in the country. <laughs> Iowa is 11th. So we talked about that earlier. We, I, I think you're right. Iowa needs to open up the game, knocking down threes, get themselves some some openings inside. Then because of that, and start to run up the fouls on on Cincinnati, and that's how you're going to win the game. Well, and you, and you have to lock down their NBA player. Yeah, he, he, Cumberland. He's, Cumberland, yeah. he's really, really good. Uh, he can score in many ways. Going to have to uh, person in a half. Something like that. 
if if <coughs> it's not impossible for him to get his 18 to 20 points and for you to still win the game. You but know, it'd be nice. But if you do shut down, it's it's kind of like shutting down Caleb Wesson of Ohio State. If you do that, Ohio State has nothing, right? Exactly. And, you know, here's the other thing. Uh, in the last, I'm going to say three weeks, I think Cincinnati has got blown out three times. Well, they got blown out just last week sounds, at home by Houston. And sounds beat familiar. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, there are some comparable games out there for, uh, if you take a look at it, uh, uh, Cincinnati played UConn twice this year, both very close games, 64-60 to and I think 64-62 uh, beat them, but both very close games. And then, yeah, they had been throttled by Houston both times they played until this last weekend when they got it done. And uh, that might just be I mean, a, a Memphis function. Memphis beat them know. pretty badly the other day. Yeah. They're only, they're, they had one quad four loss. East Carolina beat them. Other than that, they were pretty good in the quads, uh, one and two. So uh, a pretty good team. East uh, Carolina beat them? Yeah. East Carolina was horrible. Yes. Well, quad I think four. they won five games. They were a quad four, quad four team. Wow. Yeah. So it could happen. It Don't forget, happen. Iowa plays Cincinnati next year at the United Center. They do. So this will be a little bit of a preview matchup of that. Of course, uh, some extra players here and there will be around next year. I'll tell you what, though. Um, it proves that, that Cincinnati is certainly beatable. And uh, we've seen Iowa as they, as, as they are certainly beatable as well. You know, so you go back to that thing. But boy, you know, a few bounces either way, and we are sitting here having a different conversation. Uh, maybe better. Iowa could have won a couple more. Uh, ended up with 25 wins, and we're sitting here probably uh, a similar game. If, seven, I, if seven Iowa seven, had 25 wins. They'd be a seven. No. Six? Oh, way better. They'd probably be in Des Moines. Three more games? Yeah. Ah. Depends who those three were. Well, Rutgers and Nebraska, they should have had. They should have had Nebraska. They had Nebraska beat. Then there's Rutgers. And then what, where else would you have found one? I don't know. I, you know. Are you really going to tax my memory here? Well, my, my thought process Wisconsin there, first game? Yeah, yeah maybe. My, I guess my, my thought is more realistically, I suppose you could say they could have had two more. And two more probably would have got them a seven or a six. And, um, but still, similar... Um, in, in terms of who you were going to get in the second round. Time for our Temple to Rye last call. The good stuff made in Tiny Templeton. Great friends of the Hawkeye Huddle. So go first. Uh, shot in the dark off on the other side. We haven't <laughs> talked at all about this. Uh, we'll give a shout out to our friends up north. I think Iowa State ends up in Sweet 16. They got a nice easy path. They're going to take care of Ohio easy. State. There's nothing easy in the NCAA basketball I think that I, I think Unless you're Duke. Yeah, well, and apparently true. Prairie View. And I may have just jinxed them, but I think they're I think they're going in Sweet Sixteen. Um, as far as our Hawkeyes are concerned, I think I think Tom's wrong. I think Iowa gets this done, and I'm not even sure that it. I'm not even sure that it's super super close. I'm saying it's an eight to ten win uh, point win. Uh, and then and then and then Tennessee. They give Tennessee all they can handle and lose at the very end. And I got the Hawks go, winning at, at thirty two. I got the Hawks winning at the buzzer like. 67-66, something like that. So what's the over-under? I have no idea. I was going to say, That's did you just hit it? No, okay. I, I have no idea. Uh-huh. Um, and on Sunday, they would get throttled. They, 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 they will lose. If they get to play Tennessee, by the end of that game, it's a 15-point uh, or greater win or loss. Excuse me. Is that because you think they'll be out of gas after working? So I think hard? it's because Tennessee's got too much re- inside and point guards. Tennessee does have 
guards. And it's We're amazing. out. God rest your soul, Wolfgang. Yeah, hey, no uh, no question. This one's for you, buddy. We appreciate uh, your friendship and, uh, uh, well, God rest your soul. All right, we'll be back next week on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ.